Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Good morning and welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, episode 44. Today, my guest is Victoria Eisenhower. She is really so much, her business is so aligned with what I do. It's crazy. All the language that she uses is so much about empowering people and wanting them to love themselves and recognize their own self-power by getting to know themselves. She says that she's not your average yoga instructor and women's sex coach. She went from people-pleasing others to pleasing herself. She says that her passion is educating and empowering women to express their true authentic self through self-love practices. And that shows up in different ways, but she is a sex coach. So we are going to talk about some things, some sexy ways to show ourselves some self-love. A lot of women have never experienced orgasm. A lot of women have never realized that they could enjoy sex or that they could desire things and ask for things. A lot of women don't even realize that it's not just about pleasing the man. And I find that this is very, very sad because this was not my experience, even though I was very religious. This was not my experience. And so I'm very thankful for that. But it's sad to me how prevalent this actually is. And so I really want to wake people up to their sexual desires and their needs and their fantasies without shame and guilt. So Victoria is all about getting rid of shame and guilt when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to ourselves, the idea of people-pleasing and getting rid of the guilt around not needing to people please. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation. It was just so much fun. And let's get into it because let's talk about trusting ourselves. Let's talk about not needing someone else to create safety for ourselves, but being able to create it for ourselves. This is so powerful. So I cannot wait for you to hear. When we come back, we'll get right into it. Love you guys. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning and welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. I'm so excited to have you here and to introduce my guest today. I think we're going to have a really, really fun conversation from the little bit that we've been talking about before. We're very, very aligned, so this is going to be really fun. So, Victoria, welcome to the show. And can you tell us your full name or whatever name you want to use? <laughs> and um, a little bit about what you do uh, for our guests so that we can start this conversation. Yes. Thank you, Kareen. And yes, I have, I'm so excited for this. We already were vibing before we hit record. Um, 
I am Victoria Eisenhower. I am a women's sex coach, also call myself the self-love scientist, and I educate and empower women to express their sexuality without shame or guilt so we can live within our powers through pleasure. Yay! Love it. Love it. It's like all the same things, just with a different, a little bit different avenue. But yes, I love it. That's awesome. So we're going to have fun. We are, um, I think, kind of both have been on similar paths the past few years. So you said that you have recently been divorced. How long ago was that for you? It was, um, it initially started last year, like a year ago today. Like, wow, it's crazy. Like a year ago, my health was off the rails. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? So were, did you separate then too? Or is that? Is, um, so technically like a year ago, I was in that like mental capacity of like, shit's about to hit the fan. Mm. Like this has been something that's been in the back of my mind. And it was actually, I found out that this is something he also thought about mm. uh, for a while. I officially brought it up um, because I just couldn't, I could no longer bear the experiences and, and like what I was, how I was living. I just couldn't do it. Um, uh, we have, we separated in uh, June, like late June, I moved out, uh, moved to a new home and everything we went through the process and we were all done by the end of the summer wow so ours has been dragging on for like three years and we're still in the same home it's not too bad though because it really it doesn't talk to me much so you know it's not, not really yeah. not really that bad we have our separate spaces and it's like a four level home like it's a back split nice. so really like we can be we can use two two floors of the home each and and really hardly ever see each other and have plenty of space right so it's been nice that way it doesn't it's not too bad but we're we are selling house and so new beginnings there um that's exciting um but yeah tell us a little bit about you said that your health was bad and boy i it took me back to like Oh, three and a half years ago, I had like a really, really, I was severely depressed. I had burnout from work as well because I, I just had taken on too much um, and too much pressure, but I was also not healthy in who I was. And I was seeking love from others and I didn't realize how much of that I was doing. And so the fact that I wasn't being validated at home and I didn't feel loved and I questioned if I was loved every day. And again, it's not because he's a bad person. I like to mention that it's not that I'm defending things. It's just that he's not a bad person. Sometimes you're just not a good fit for each other and you don't bring the right things to each other. So like the way he is and the way he operates and what he wants out of life is perfectly fine for someone else. But what I desire and what lights me up and makes me who I am just was never being met with that person. And that's because that's not what they wanted at all, right? And so when you stop like having to work hard all the time and meet each other's love languages that aren't yours at all and all that kind of stuff, it just becomes hard and your body feels it. And when you don't feel loved, you struggle. And when you don't love yourself in the process or don't realize you don't love yourself in the process, because I thought I did, um, you it really, really affects your mental health and your physical health. So tell us a little bit about that, because I don't think people realize how much a negative relationship situation, even if it's not horrible, how much it can impact your well-being, both sexually and mentally and physically, or both all of those things, sexually, mentally, physically, it's huge, the impact that it has. And we don't think about that when we're like suffering through it and sticking with it because mm -hmm. you're supposed to. So let's unpack that a little bit. Oh my gosh. 
everything you just said. This is why we're vibing. I was like, yes. And I really, I also have to say though, like on a side note, I love that you said that, you know, it was okay for him to want what he was like Mm -hmm. for him to have this thing because we were the same way. Like we both had different perceptions. We kept trying to change each other. Yeah. Like I had this like expectation, like it would be great if you could do X, Y, and Z. And then it finally got to the point where he's like, literally like, I cannot be that guy. And it just never Cause I was right. like, hope, but like you said, um, when you're in quotes suffering in the relationship, you don't think about where you're at. Cause you're trying to make something, you're trying to fix it. You're like, I just, I want this to work. And it's like, yeah. do you like, who are you fixing this for? Mm-hmm. Because on the outside with the pictures, like we had the, the picturesque, like American marriage, like the wedding was great. It was cute. You know, we had this nice little house. We had a dog. Our pictures always looked nice. So, but it was what was happening behind closed doors. Like I was suffering mentally. I could not sleep. Um, it was getting, cause in the past I had these thoughts of, am I worthy and deserving of something better? Why does it feel like there's something more mm-hmm. to my life that doesn't involve him? And, you know, I started going out and like, becoming a version of myself that put a bad taste in my mouth because I would put myself in situations that were toxic. Um, and I kept wanting, like I would chase, like it's like quick, like that quick high, like, let me go out and drink, dance with a couple people. Like they're very hot, have a good time. I would go back home. You know, I was still faithful, but then I would feel like absolute shit <laughs> because I kept finding ways to get out without actually sitting in my own. And so um, it got to the point where I found myself, um, I would say slightly attaching myself to someone and then realizing because it's like, oh, I enjoy being around this other person, even though I'm married, but it's cool. We'll just be friends. And then it got to the point where they brought up like dating and I was like, oh shit, (laughs) I can't do this. And, um, it made me realize that I, um, I really need to sit down and like recognize this is not ideally for a partner to do, especially for a partner that he wants, you know, Mm -hmm. someone who it's, you know, here I am going out and he's not with me. I'm going out on my own or with girlfriends. And, um, I just feel like at this point, like last year, a lot of stuff was coming up for me. I was like, why do I keep chasing? I don't want to chase this, this other lifestyle because I, I, it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel worse, but it was, um, I want to say like, it was blurring the, at the home, the home and the deep wounding. So one night he was out, he was out with his friends, you know, doing whatever they were doing. And I was at home by myself. And I remember sitting there and I like kind of text, I texted him and I was like, I'm not in a good place. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I am, I'm feeling lonely. And this was not the first time where I found myself feeling like in this like deep hole. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do I get out of this? I don't know how to get out. And I'm reaching out like, somebody come save me. Like somebody come fix this because I want it. Like I could go out and go drink and dance and stay out till the sun. But I knew that that wasn't working. And on on the other end of this, I'm like, I'm supposed to be this successful, bright, loving woman. And here I am like having a hard time because I feel that there's another life for me and I'm not allowed to have it. So at some, at one point in this dark, darkest night of the soul, as I would put it, Mm I finally was just sobbing, you know, and out of nowhere, it was like this weight came off my chest. It was like, I've got you. I've got me. And it sounds easy to say it now, but in that moment, that recognition that this whole time that I was never validating my myself, my presence, my existence, anything, mm-hmm. I felt, I was like, oh my God. I have never, I've never realized that I, like how I felt what I wanted was valid, was good enough, like that I am worthy and deserving and that this, it was okay for this to come to an end. You know what I mean? And 
when I was sitting there, I was in my bathroom and I just sat there and I stopped crying almost immediately. It was like a huge wake up call. And subcon like unconsciously, my mind was already made up. It was like, I have to tell him, like, this is over. This is it. I like, I can't go back now. Hmm. I knew when I said that, and I had been envisioning this new life that I was on the right path. Like suddenly energetically, I felt more in my power. Mm -hmm. And then it was just having the hard conversation, sitting down with him and being like, this is, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the hardest conversations as a recovering people pleaser. It was, you know, here I am ready to go live this new life at the same time. This requires me to let go of everything I need. I used to know and thought I needed Mm -hmm. and hurting him. Yeah. You know, like I love you. And also I love me. Yeah. And how much guilt and shame did you have to work through to get to that point? (laughs) So much. (laughs) (laughs) I would say um, to get to that point to make that choice or even after. Well, (laughs) just even to make that choice, because I think a lot of people have thought of that and think, okay, that's what I want to do. But the guilt and shame of shirking their responsibility, shall I say, their vows ends up winning the war on empowerment, (laughs) Mm. right? Because what are we taught? What does society say about marriage? Be a good girl. (laughs) Yeah. Be a good girl. Follow through on your commitments. And, you know, sometimes you just have to suffer through it. But we're not told, like, relationships sometimes are there for a time to teach us something and they don't have to be forever to be valid. And I wish I would have known that sooner because I would have saved myself a lot of grief and a lot of self-loathing and shame because my biggest goal in life was to prove that I could have a great relationship, a great marriage that would last forever and not be a shitty one like my parents in my mind, right? Like my parents are still together, but they get along. Sometimes they, you know, but it's not a great relationship. They argue, they fight, and they walk on eggshells sometimes, you know? Um, And there's moments of love, but there's like not connection. And Mm. I was like... I do not want to live a lifetime of non-connection. So I did the work before. I read all the books in high school. That's what I did for fun is read relationship books and make sure, you know, and read the five love languages and this and that and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, all the things. Um, And I was a Christian at the time, so this was like uber important to me, right? Like not to get this wrong. And yet I think back, I'm like, well, I wasn't just making decisions based on that. I was also making decisions based on wanting to have sex and not sinning before I was married. So not only did I not want to have sex and not sin, I had to make the right choice and do it in a timely fashion so that I wouldn't sin and have sex with this person while I was waiting to get married with them to not sin, right? Like sex (laughs) played into it a lot more than I think we give it credit. I don't think we talk about the sexual aspect nearly enough. Like that is a huge part of of the decision-making factor. Are we attracted? Do we get butterflies? You know, what's the sexual attraction? But honestly, how do we feel in our bodies around people how does our spouse or future spouse make us feel or our partner how do they make us feel like if we're just sitting there in their presence how do we feel about ourselves like do we feel calm do we feel like anxious and worried about meeting their needs or doing the right things so anyways go ahead say that again 
doing enough. Yeah. Not doing enough. I just felt like I was not ever doing enough. And, and did you feel like you didn't have the right to ask what it is that you needed back because it just felt like you were asking for too much all the time? Um, I would say I felt like I wasn't allowed or like deserved it, you know? Um, it was like, as long as he's happy, I will be happy and I I will be safe because he's a man and I have a home and, Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And now, like I even did a little Instagram story. It was like, now I take myself out. Now I take myself and create luscious experiences because I know I'm, I'm worthy because I love myself to that extent. But before I was seeking that validation, if he's happy, that validates me. Right. But now, but then it became a thing of like, am I even happy at all? You know? And like you said, this like sex does like, do I feel safe? It's like, is this a anxious response? Am I willingly opening myself up to be with this person? Or am I just letting myself go through the notions so I can still have a home at the end of the day? Yeah. That's what like. Are you living in hope of things getting better? And I feel like if I think about that, so many people pleasers, this is like a a key for us recovering people pleasers is that I wasn't living in the actual reality. Like he had said, I don't want to do these things. These are not me. These are not things that I want. This is not who I am. And I will never be that person that you think I'm going to be. And I wouldn't hear that. I would hear someday, uh, he will be there because he'll realize how great that is or the importance of it. And so I was living in hope of them realizing their best potential, but their best potential was what I wanted. So it wasn't necessarily their best potential. Like he, he felt like he had, he was at his best potential because he, he said, I like who I am. I don't want to be any different. And I was like, how can you not want to be any different? Well, I didn't really want to be much different either. I was doing it though. And I was sacrificing everything about myself and trying to fit the mold of what I thought he wanted, you know, keep things quiet around the house, keep things tidy all the time, which I suck at just for the record. I like a tidy. I'm just not good at it. Um, Cause I get easily distracted and I'm not, you know, like a, you can't see my hand doing this, but uh, do, 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 do all my ducks in a row. Like I'm a free spirit. I go with the flow. I don't like planning these conversations. <laughs> I like them to just go with the flow. And those are the kinds of podcasts I like to listen to as well. But like other people like a structured approach, like, okay, what are my three key points? By the end, I want to know what I learned and I need it all wrapped up in a neat bow. Well, I, I'm not that person. I'm not going to do that. I'm learning from the experiences of others and I always want to grow. So to be with someone who didn't have that aspiration in the same way felt like they didn't care but that's just that was my version and it just means it wasn't right for me but it was wrong to admit that it wasn't right for me because then I'm being selfish yes like how could you how could you even consider that (laughs) yeah like just choose it to be right be content Corrine I have been content for 23 years and I just can't do it anymore. That's what happened, right? I was like, I can't, I can't breathe anymore. I literally, I'm crying every day. I'm on the floor, just sobbing my eyes out. And the only thing that's going to fix it is is if he changes and loves me differently. Like there's got to be something more because that's not going to happen. I can't have someone else be responsible for loving me. I need to be responsible. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And that was the awakening, you know, and for me, it was a conversation about boundaries, you know, um, about him being honest about what his boundaries were and what he didn't want that day. You know, like I am, this is a no for me and this is my boundary. This way you're going to know my yeses. And I just felt like I had been ripped to shreds because 
to me, that was the most selfish thing you could do because I didn't understand boundaries at all. And to me, I had no boundaries. So mm-hmm. I had to go, to me, a boundary was a fence. So I was like, if I want people to come into my world, I can't put a boundary up, you know, like nobody's going to cross over that fence. They're going to stay away from me. That's not what it is. A boundary is a line in the sand that you aren't willing to cross or that if someone crosses that boundary, then you get to choose how you're going to react. They absolutely get a choice, but there is a consequence for it. And it, it means that with boundaries, forever isn't always going to be the answer because that may not be honoring your boundaries. And that's a tough pill to swallow because we're not taught that in our society. Yeah. That's a gold nugget right there. (laughs) It's a tough one though, because there goes your safety. Yeah. There goes the thing you thought was going to keep you safe and make you feel loved the rest of your life. And you realize, nope, I need to love myself. Oh, shit. How do I do that? Right. I don't know how to do that. I thought I did. I thought the sacrificing of myself and turning the other cheek and being there, I thought that was love. And love was just love. But that was showing love towards the system or towards the other person. But what did it look like to love myself? And I didn't love bubble baths and I didn't like getting my nails done and stuff. So like, how was I supposed to do self-care? That's what it is, right? Uh, Isn't that self-care? Victoria, you have something to say about that? (laughs) (laughs) Self-care is so much deeper than affirmations. Like, I'm not going to say, don't get your nails done. Get your nails done, girl. Do you? Like, that's great. But- to be able to sit in your own, like on your own in solitude and being like, I love my life. I love me. Like the whole, like, you know, I want to think of the, trying to think of the line (laughs) where it's like, like, I want you to get to a point in your life where you're like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Having that self-love to me, um, and this is where I like I kind of brought into the my business was self-love is trusting and having that safety within yourself. I have that now. Whereas before that safety was built with someone else. And I had to keep that, like I was trying to keep that up. Like I gotta keep this fixed because if this falls apart, I will have no safety. And that's where um when that falls apart, we have this fear you know mm-hmm. if i choose myself then i don't have this relationship because that's what it's looking like and i will be alone that's a fear or i will how will i survive it's a fear mm-hmm. will, who will someone ever love me in, and i'm using air quotes like will someone love me like he did and the the mind-blowing part about that like when i think about it because i'm like i can't believe like I cannot believe that, <laughs> you know, uh, I remember when I shared with my parents and my family that I was going through a divorce and my brother, and I'm not very close with him, but he looks at me and he's like, you know, that like, he wasn't the one that got away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm knowing that now, but before I literally, there was that fear of like, will, like, I'm going to be alone. No one's ever going to love me. And that's where it's like the whole but Victoria, do you love you? Like, are well, you in? It's so interesting because we only can be loved to the extent that we love ourselves. So yes. And so it, if it's like, if it's projecting superficially, then it's not deep. It's not deep at all. Right. And so if we're only loving ourselves, like, enough to keep ourselves together to love someone else, then that's all we're going to get back from other people because we're going to allow that. Mm-hmm. But if we love ourselves so deeply that we're like, oh, no, no, dude, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I don't accept that <laughs> because I wouldn't allow that for myself from myself. So yeah, I don't do that. 
um, if you don't take the time to see me, if you don't take the time to honor me or to hold me or let me cry without feeling guilty or feeling shame about it, or if you shame my emotions, then you're not for me because I don't do that for myself. I hold space for my emotions. I let myself cry. I hold myself when I need to. I do the things that I need to do to make myself feel special and seen and cared for. So if you're not going to step up to that level, it's not that I need you to do it for me. It's that I don't accept anything less than what I'm willing to give myself. Mm. And and so I don't chase. And I used to chase. I used to be like a dopamine seeker. I have ADHD as well. So I definitely, what you were saying, like going out and getting the attention from people, that was like so fulfilling to me. Um, But at the end of the day, if you leave it behind when you leave them, then it feels very empty. But if you're like, if you can give yourself that validation and then you get other people validating your own validation of yourself when you leave, you still have your own validation. It doesn't feel like this drop off, right? Yeah, it's not a short term uh, fulfillment. You're getting a a much longer like the moment you decide I'm going to invest in me. Mm-hmm. I'm no getting that short burst. Um, that short, uh, I can't think of the word. Oh my god! But you know what I mean. It's a, it's just a short time, and then you're left with, um questioning like was that the right decision mm-hmm. for me did that yeah. bring me what I want or did I make me feel even worse <laughs> well it's interesting like when you do love yourself and you don't quote unquote need anything from anybody like I need lots of things from my friends I need cuddles and I need this and I need that but like I'm not dead without it and I make sure that I find that like I have enough friends that there's people I feel safe with and I will make sure that I find someone to cuddle with. And I don't have it in my head that it has to be the one or that person. And if it's not that person, I'm going to be alone forever. Like I don't have that kind of mentality. So because I'm not bound to just one person in my life, I can really like design and pick and choose and, and, add the elements that I need for myself, right? It's like when you decorate a room, you don't, you're not just limited to a couch. You can have a couch and a chair and maybe a really nice coffee table. And oh, the coffee table is not going to be upset if you have side tables too. Mm -hmm. And maybe you have a grand piano in your room like I do. And that provides a completely different experience than the couch, right? So to me, that's people in my life is all these different elements to my design, right? The style, the mood, I get to choose like what I want in terms of feel. So for me, if you're going to be in my life, I need to feel safe around you. I need to be able to have a great conversation with you and I need to be able to cuddle with you. And then maybe we can talk about having sex. That is super important. And the people in my life, if I can't do those things with them, it's not worth my time. I have a lot of things in my life and I don't need you to fulfill me because I have me. But if you are there and you bring things to my life and you fill this beautiful design that I have envisioned for my life, then I will give so much to you in return because I'm not depleting myself. Because you're giving me energy right back. It's a reciprocal thing. Like everything, everyone serves a purpose and we all know where we are, but we're not desperate to be the only piece of furniture in the room. Yeah. We know how to share. We know how to be. So if I need cuddles, I call up a friend. And I don't know where I was going with that other than it. it's just incredible to be able to feel like you don't need anything from people anymore. You get to enjoy things from people. And that energy that you give off is completely different. It's very magnetic. And so I don't chase anymore. People, men come to me all the time um, wanting to get to know me and talk with me and spend time with me. And I literally have to vet people so much because I only have so much time. But I get to just I get to pick and choose the best people that I want because 
I don't have to go out looking. I just never, it never is like that. I'm never like, oh, I should look at a dating site. Is it? No. I mean, it's like coming from everywhere, you know? Oh my God. And my boyfriend's always like, he goes, he, he always says like, I'm a blessing and a curse. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean by that? The other day I said to him, like, what do you mean by that? He's like, because I always thought he's he likes to be an asshole, right? He likes to joke around and just like poke my buttons and stuff. Um, he's an absolute gem and a sweetheart and he's just amazing. But he loves to do, you know, poke the bear a little bit. And so I thought he was like, I'm a curse, like I'm difficult and and all these kinds of things. Cause this is like some some of the beliefs I have sometimes, right? That this is programmed in there for a long time. I it's doesn't just go away. And I know sometimes I'm a little pain in the ass. I can be a brat. <laughs> Anyways, um, but he actually meant it. It's a it's a blessing because you're mine. You're so you're mine. You're so beautiful, and and you love me, and you get to be a part of my life, and I really enjoy who you are. But because of all those things, it's a curse too. Because uh, I'm I'm fighting off the other guys all the time. You know, it was that kind of a cheeky thing. I was like, oh, I never even thought of it that way. He's like, yeah. Um, you know, like I can't pretend that I'm going to have you all to myself because, you know, at at the end of the day, that's, that's not what we want anyways, but it's, it's a real fact that like, I would, I would be with you all the time, but I, I have to share you like, that's just part of the curse, right? It's like, I want those things too. It's just like this balance of like being genuinely authentic and sharing the things that you love the most and, and just being available for more. Um, there's always like a bit of a dark side there somewhere, right? There's always a, a a difficult thing, but it's it's kind of fun just to have that switch because where I was so desperate for attention before now, I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't want any more attention. I don't have time. <laughs> Go away. No, I, I don't like to push people away ever, but uh, it's definitely totally flipped flip the game completely and it's really you become magnetic in a different way so we were we were talking about other ways to show ourselves love and let's let's get to that because i don't want to miss out on that because you have like you know learning to love yourself as a sex coach i know that Playboy had a huge impact on me for learning to love myself. It was like that whole journey to sex positivity was so freeing. And it was something I really didn't know about or wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed to be positive about sex or be non-judgmental about sex and everything having to do with it. So take us a little bit on like how you would introduce that idea to a client say that is having trouble loving themselves what would be some of their hang-ups and and how would you lead to this little nugget of gold that you have hiding in there <laughs> <laughs> you've been dropping gold nuggets like I, like everything Karina says has been a gold nugget remember you get to do these things you're attracting these beautiful luscious things and these experiences and when it comes to the self-love um Throughout my process, like healing process, um, I discovered um, mass- like self pleasure, like masturbation, right? And at the time, like I remember thinking to myself how strange that was, because to me, sex was about pleasing the man, pleasing your partner, mm. and that was like my upbringing. That was media, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex appeal was just the way a woman looked. And to, you know, like you said, pet, like playboy, right? Like now I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Like, (laughs) oh yes. (laughs) But like as a youngster being around certain people, it was like, oh, how could she dress like that? Or how could they do that? Blah, blah, blah. And no self-respect. No self-respect. Scandal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember um, part of my process was like trying to understand, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that women can masturbate? What's that oh. like? I'm sorry. So we can actually do more than just birth children? What? <laughs> and um, as I was becoming a yoga teacher, I did some studies in the chakras and our lower chakra system has like uh, the solar plexus, the roots, 
And I became very fascinated because like sex is so important to me, like because it was no longer, you know, I guess like relevant or prevalent in my marriage and then separating and learning to grow on my own. It was, you know, how can I, what are these things in my, like part of my body? How can I make sex feel good? Right. And it's like, when I say that, it's like also, (laughs) and also sex gets to feel good for you. Even as a woman, it's supposed to feel good for you. And we don't, we're not taught that. We're just taught at a young age, like you get a period and you wear a condom. Don't blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And it's like, first of all, there's actually a million, like there's thousands of neurons down in your pussy. Right. And when I discovered that, um, I started initiating myself, like I would take what I would try to provide for my partner. Like I I'm very sensual. I'm a, I'm flirtatious, like Taurus, Venus, all in my chart. Right. (laughs) I'm Taurus. (laughs) What's your birthday? Sorry. Uh, April 28th. I'm April 25th. Oh my God. That's why we're, that's why we're in love, Karine. (laughs) That's so funny. Do you know, I, I, just a little side note, we'll get right back to this. Um, but like, I genuinely fall in love with every one of my guests. Like, it's like a match made in heaven. Like, even my guests, I don't have to chase. They just come. Like, how many people respond to that? Like, 40 people. And yeah. every single one of you, I've been like, oh, you guys are meant to be my life. I love this. I love these conversations. It's so much fun. Okay. So let's talk about mas- masturbation again. Um, yes. a, little, a little love feels. So you were talking, how, how did the Taurus relate to this? Because I'm curious again, I, I my brain oh, went off. Taurus has Venus in their charts and oh. Venus is a lover, Aphrodite. Right, 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 right. And Sensual. when I was younger, yeah, yeah when I was young. It was like central was a bad thing. Like it was a slutty thing. Like how could you flirt? Blah, blah, blah. I flirt with, I flirt with everybody. It comes natural. I love it. And I won't, you know, I won't tolerate like what your perceptions are. (laughs) Thanks for quick question for you. Then did girls hate you growing up? Um, no, I was not hated by girls. I, I think, Whenever I would try to, like, as a youngster, I remember a time when I would try to kind of like fit in, especially with school. And that's where I started learning, like, oh, if I show my shoulders or something, or if I like show off a bra strap, like that's, it's a sex appeal thing, but the boys are going to love it. Right. (laughs) So did you have a lot of guy friends? Um, I had... I would say I had more guy friends my senior year because that's that's when I started really that was like probably one of my awakening moments I think high school was yeah yeah Yeah. high school was tough yeah so most of my friends were guys and I was seen as this big flirt but that just was who I was and so a lot of the girls hated me because they didn't understand my ease and connection with guys, I think is what it was. So it was a threat. Anyways, I don't want to run out of time. So, so sensual lover and, but you yeah. hadn't expressed that to yourself. I would paint this, like, like I set the mood, like to get for like, to get like our whole thing going, like I'll light some candles. I'll light incense. I've got fairy lights, the music. I have everything ready for this person. But yet at that time, my body was in fight or flight. I was like, mm-hmm. here we go. Okay. I'm trying. And now, um, when I spend like, when I'm going to like have like a self-love night for myself, I do the same thing, but the intentions behind it, my intentions are my own and I'm doing it for me and for her, you know? So I sit there and I, I talk to my pussy. I put my hands all over my legs. I'm providing an experience that I imagine my lover would do for me. And, you know, I've lurked at, you know, products like using toys, which was something that, again, I was like, wait, I didn't realize that we were allowed. Like, it's not just like allowed, like, obviously, we've had toys around for a while. It's just that nobody talks about this concept Mm -hmm. to masturbate as women for pleasure, Mm -hmm. because we're supposed to be more focused on 
the man. <laughs> and it's so. Have it's... you discovered the Enjoy Pure Wand? The Enjoy Pure Wand? I I'm I'm not familiar with that one. I use oh, you gotta um, look that one up. It is not no batteries. Two ooh. pounds of stainless steel beauty. It is <laughs> it's a it's like a, a it looks like a, a curved barbell. Ooh. And there's a smaller end and then a bigger ball on the other side. And it it just you just put that the bigger ball side in, I mean, you can use the other, it's good for prostate or anal, the other side, the smaller side, but the, the bigger side, you put it in, it's, you just put it right in and you just rock this thing. You hardly have to do anything. You just have to lay there and just, you just rock this thing. And it just like massages your G spot, like nothing else. And if you're a sensual girl, like I get distracted by vibration and all that. Like I, I like the slow build. This is the slow, it's the long game. This thing is beautiful. It comes in a black box with pink, hot pink satin inside and you open the lid and it's like there, it's just all elegance and beauty. And you would, you know, you'd probably have it on your dresser. You've got your candles lit and your music going. You just crack that beautiful black box open in your silk lit and there's your toy ready to go. And it starts off cold and it warms up to your body or you can warm it up in water before you want. It's awesome. It's the most beautiful, sensual gorgeous looking toy and it's a work of art i think and it's smooth and soft it's very luxurious so i think you would love it it's n joy maybe i will put a link for it in the show notes i need to talk to them maybe they will sponsor me because i think this toy is amazing (laughs) yeah oh my god i'm getting so excited right now (laughs) it's just an n the letter n joy and they have other products that are all stainless steel, just like surgical, stainless, beautiful, smooth as anything. Um, yes. And then Pure Wand is what it's called. I love that. And I love that you use the word like um, slow motion and like enjoy because that's the other thing. Like when it came to sex, it was okay. He he got off and that was it. But then when I realized that I had the potential to have an orgasm or have pleasure, it was like, how can I do that when I'm my body is in this fight or flight. And so I've been able to, you know, now I can sit there and like take my time and like open up and go deeper and like use the breath and really drop it like this almost like (laughs) sometimes it feels like a workout, (laughs) like my core. Yeah. But now I have orgasms. And so when I'm with someone, like if I'm with someone now, I know in my body, if I'm like, yep, like you said, we've connected, we've communicated, there's consent, like, I'm ready to go, like, we can do this. Whereas like, I could sit there and be with someone. And I'm like, if my pussy is not like, you know, if she's not about it, I'm not about it. Yeah. Like, I don't care how much money you have. I don't <laughs> care. Whatever you got going on. But if she's not in alignment, we're not. And yeah. that's something that I would say, like, for anyone, you need to read the body. Once you learn to create that trust and safety within yourself, you know what feels good, what's aligned, what you can attract. And then someone comes in your life and you're like, that that's a in quotes, that's a would be nice, but also like you respect yourself too much. Like exactly. you, you're not you don't settle. You're not settling anymore. And there's baby. and there's nothing wrong with with like your your pussy can be turned on. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't have to be ready to go right then. But again, your body tells you a lot about how safe you feel. Like, are you going to feel safe enough to relax in order to allow your pussy to get to that point with that person? Yeah. I mean, Sex is a, it's a mind body process. Yeah, it really is. And I think a lot of people, uh, and this is why I say this, because I think a lot of people think that um, if with the right person, your body's just turned on, but that's not necessarily true. It's Mm -hmm. not about that. How does your body feel? Is it safe enough to become turned on is very different than I'm just like so excited and, and just turned on. I just want to rip your clothes off, but I can't have a conversation with you. And if we were just sitting alone in a room, I wouldn't feel safe in my body or comfortable to just sit there in silence. You have to be aware that those two things also need to be present for anything 
meaningful long-term because those hormones that make your pussy wet and make you want to rip their clothes off, they have a limited time. They have an expiration date. <laughs> you know, it's it's called the honeymoon phase and um, it's oxytocin. It's kicking out all these beautiful hormones that are connecting and make you feel really good. Dopamine, you're all hyped up and it's awesome. But like six months to two years down the road, that is not what's those hormones are no longer being pumped out at the same amount. And so if that's how you connected or if that was your only means of connection, you're going to feel very disconnected from your partner and very lonely if you never felt safe in your body, if you never were able to have the intellectual conversations. or, or It doesn't have to be intellectual for you if it can just be emotional. Whatever it is that lights you up, if you can do that with that person without sex, that's a good thing. But if you can't do those things, if you have to have sex in order to have a meaningful connection, you might want to think about that. Now, if you're just like hooking up for a one night stand or if you're a swinger and you want to just like hook up with people for fun because sex is like a sport in that moment, then go for it. It's very different than creating a long time connection, right? So I think there's a lot of distinctions that we can make too when it comes to our sexuality that it doesn't, it's not all or nothing. It's not one size fits all. It's not, it doesn't have to look a certain way. So, you know, and, and we can give ourselves better orgasms than other people can give us too. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. You just need to communicate though. Like mm-hmm. communication has been huge. And I, I love that I can do that. If I go, like when I, when I go on dates, it's, here are my yeses, here are my no's. And also I can voice in the bedroom, whether I want them to stop, if it feels really good. If I, I can tell them now I can voice like what turns me on mm-hmm. versus at a time I would just, you know, I so was tell hoping me- say something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tell me something. Would you be able to communicate if you didn't feel safe in your body? Now mm-hmm. with a person? If you were in bed with them, if you didn't feel safe in your body, would you struggle to communicate your truth? I would say now I'm able to um, communicate with whoever I'm with at the time. Like, it's a no for me. Can we do something else? Because safety is, I can't do that to my body. Like, my body went through a lot. Like, that's the thing. If we if we're pushing our bodies past the, like listening to her, like if your body, if she's like, no, I, I don't want this, but mm-hmm. we do for that validation, going back to that safety. If I don't let him sleep with me, he'll mm-hmm. think otherwise, which if you're with a really good person, he's going to respect you. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but And if he doesn't respect you, then like you shouldn't be off. with him. Yeah. Like fuck off. <laughs> yeah, right. fuck off next. <laughs> I got a list here. I got people coming at me. If you don't, you know, uh, uh-uh. um, but I like, I say this often and I'll say it to you just that communication requires connection and safety. Mm-hmm. So it, you won't be able to communicate unless you have some level of safety and connection with that person. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to really gauge your con- your actual connection and your actual safety with someone before you get to a point where you have to use your words because you're not going to be able to communicate your actual words if you don't feel safe to and if you don't feel connected because you will be afraid to be yourself. Now, once you develop this self-love and you understand, then you connecting and and safety connection and safety is just integral in whoever you meet because you're not going to allow yourself to not feel safe and not feel connected anymore you just don't allow that which then opens you up to be able to communicate so a lot of times i think people are like communication's the key and it's going to fix everything but if you don't do the the work and and figure out what makes you feel safe and connected it doesn't matter what words you use. And I think that's a really important thing because I knew all the words. I had studied communication till my face turned blue. I knew all the words. They didn't work though, because I never spoke them in a, in a way, in a place coming from safety. 
and connection, I always felt afraid to speak my words, even if I knew how to say them. Yeah. You have a voice. You have words. It's just, can I? Will I? Yeah. And will it be received? And so a lot of times people are like, just say your truth in relationship. Yeah. Well, if you feel like you're going to get, quote unquote, beat up for the words that you're saying or the thoughts that you have or the desires that you have, and you can't present those because you're going to get mocked or made fun of or teased or or told that you're not enough in some way, then you're not going to want to speak them, right? So right. just a little sideline. Okay. We are running out of time. I hate this. We got we to gotta do this again. But are there any last words that you want to leave us with? Um, because what you're saying here, if you don't know your body, you can't express it, right? And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, if you if you don't feel comfortable touching yourself and know where to touch yourself and how to touch yourself, how in the world are you going to be able to tell that to someone else? You're never going to feel safe to express it to someone else. You won't know. So you got to yeah. do that work. You got to play with yourself. It's mm-hmm. important. And this, we've been shamed for that our whole lives. I was since I was four. I was shamed for that. So anyways, okay, so leave us with something. Do you have any more gold nuggets to leave us? Because this has been so fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, like what you just said was right on the dot. And that's part of my mission is when I'm helping women discover their desires and learning to let go of, you know, like, let's get rid of the cock blocks. Because when we're in our power, when we know our worth, our worthiness, and we have trust and safety within ourselves. Like I, like I worship, I treat my body like a temple. Only then when we go out into the world, we're emitting from this energy, you know, energy frequency. Like we said, energy is everywhere. We're able to communicate right from the get-go our needs. And like you said earlier, if it's, if it's not aligned, like if I tell you something and because I'm speaking authentically, and you're not willing to meet me there, that's okay now. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay because I deserve, like you deserve the universe. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve, you're not ramen noodles. <laughs> you are a five course, like entree. You've got so much you're going on. a fucking on. wangu steak if you want to go there. <laughs> I would say like, just like you said, I think the biggest thing from this like whole conversation has been we as women have had hit like historically so much shame on speaking our truth and expressing ourselves in our divine sexuality. And sex is, is more than just the physical yeah. like movement of it. Like eating a delicious meal is sex. Like yeah. you're all the senses mm-hmm. having a conversation, the connections is yeah. sex. Yeah. So I want you to like go throughout your day and I want you to treat it like the best orgasm ever long, deep, and like erotic and continual and and they keep coming all throughout the day yes, you're allowed to have them multiple <laughs> orgasm day i love it i love it that's such a great way to end well victoria do you have any links that you want to share with us how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you and talk to you and and learn more about you know self-love Yes, I am on. Um, I'm definitely on Instagram at Victoria underscore Eisenhower. And I have a Facebook page, Victoria Eisenhower Lotus Lifestyle. I will be launching a private Facebook group to get into all things sensual and naughty for ladies eyes only. And also I have a virtual three month one-on-one coaching program to help women educate, empower, like, let's know what your desires are. Let's like, let me help you let go of like these limiting beliefs around your sexuality so that you can show up fully as yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause I want you to have a turned on lifestyle. Yes. I want you to pleasure. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and for keep rearranging your schedule so that we could have this call. <laughs> it's great. Um, I just had such a great time talking with you. Thank you. And have a turned on day. Yes. Thank you, Kareem. Thank you so much. So as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key.
So go be authentic and have an orgasmic day, everyone. Love you all. Do I not just have the most incredible job, you guys? Like, honestly, this is the best job. I get to have the best conversations with people and connect with so many amazing individuals on such a deep level. I have so many soul sisters that have been on this podcast. I have so many, uh, what do you call them? A man that's a soul sister. Anyways, soul beings, connections. I have amazing authentic friendships with men and women. And it's just this ability to be authentic and to be real with yourself and to give yourself the permission to love who you are and not need validation from other people. You really become a magnet of the people that you need around you, the people you want You get to manifest the desires that you want. You really get to create the relationships in every sense of the word that you want. It's incredible. And I can't stress enough how much it needs to start with you and your love for yourself. And that's why I do the work that I do in the way that I do it, because I could help anyone be non-monogamous, but that wouldn't serve anyone if I'm just helping people shift the kind of relationship that they have without understanding the value and the importance of self-empowerment and self-worth and self-confidence and self-love. So that's why I spend so much time talking about this and I want so much for you. I want you to be the most incredibly empowered person that you can be because you are beautiful. You deserve so much and I just want you to enjoy pleasure. I want you to enjoy your desire without shame. Enjoy your fantasies. Enjoy your thoughts Enjoy your emotions, all of them, and really allow yourself to be you. You cannot set boundaries without that. You cannot live fully when you don't know who you are. I want you to have the turned on lifestyle. I want you to have an orgasmic day. So go tap in, find out where your pleasure comes from. Go love yourself. Go give yourself some love. Set the stage for a beautiful time, a beautiful date with yourself. And have an orgasmic day. I love you. Have an amazing week. I will see you next week. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo. And how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I have always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. 
I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right For Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free From Monogamy eight-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.